0: This is Horsin' Around with Broncos Insider, Andrew Mason. Oh my gosh. Each week, Mace takes you inside the Denver Broncos. I like it! Players, coaches, insiders. Let's go! And of course, with a twist only Mace can provide.
1: Buddy Duddies.
0: Now, here's Orange and Blue 760s, Andrew Mason.
1: Forcing around from the NFL annual meeting in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Andrew Mason. Thanks for joining me here from the beautiful Arizona Biltmore Hotel. Let's get right to the heart of things. Conversations with John Elway and head coach Vic Fangio. Brandon Cristal of Orange and Blue 760. Join me in chatting with the two key Broncos football decision makers. We'll start with Elway. Of course, he's on the competition committee, and he's part of the Broncos' proposal to have a 4th and 15 from your own 35 in lieu of an on-site kickoff in the fourth quarter. He gets into that starting right now. John, of course, you've been here over a week because of the competition committee responsibilities you have, and I want to ask you about the 4th and 15 onside kickoff proposal. I know it's kind of similar to something that Greg Shiano had a few years ago, but for you, what was the genesis of it, and what do you like about this proposal?
2: Well, I mean, I think that when you look at it, and it probably it came out of the fact that we've struggled the last couple of years, and therefore been behind in the fourth quarter, and I think when you look at the statistics and the analytics behind it, with the new kickoff rules, the onside kick has gone, the recoveries have gone in half, really from like 14% down to 7%, so I think there was 4 out of 52 that we recovered last year, so it's a Eliminated the onside kick to a certain extent to where at least on fourth and 15, it gives the team a chance to, to be able to you know pick up a first down, continue with the ball and score and come, get back into a football game because if you're trying to do it through an onside kick, it's very, very difficult with the new rule. So I'm excited about it. There is some momentum with it. We'll see how, it, uh, how, you know, how the owners like it and, and go from there. I have
0: kind of a specific rules question and then a broader competition committee question as it relates to you. Specifically, beyond that rule, uh, the the change to the onside kick, what
2: rule or rules are most likely to get changed, uh, if any? Well, I mean, I think there, it's not a big year for rule changes. Uh, there's not a whole lot there. I think the biggest thing is always goes back to re, uh, you know the replay and what's re, what's reviewed and what's not going to be reviewed. And so whether you know up to this point in time we haven't reviewed penalties and penalties on the field. And so obviously, there the outrage with happened to, you know the Saints and in the, in the NFC Championship game has you know made a cry for more replay and a broader scope of what replay can review so um and that's always you know that's the biggest thing is how far do we go with it do we put do we put allow coaches to put flags on the field or not so that's really what the you know we had probably a day and a half of discussion on that and so we kind of see where everybody falls
0: and then more broadly i know i talked to you it seems like every year asking about team building and how much you like that but you've been on the competition committee now for a few years. So I'm curious, how much do you like being in that room? Uh, Mace mentioned you're here an extra week early, really hammering through what rules, proposals are out
2: there, being able to, to change the game, you know, kind of at the that base, baseline level. Well, I, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it. I think that, uh, you know, the game has you know, given me everything I have. And so to, to be able to be a part of, you know, dictating or, where the game's going to go and, and the rules that are going to be enforced and how they go about it and player safety, which is really the major thing that uh, we've been working on as far as, you know, the, the game of football, making it a safer game and really taking the unnecessary hits out there. And I think the competition committee has done a heck of a job. They did a heck of a job before I was on that, of doing that. And the game's a safer, it's, it's a safer game now. But, uh, you know, I, I enjoy being a part of it. It's, uh, there's a lot of discussion it takes a lot of time and a lot of tough decisions, but, uh, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it.
1: With replay in particular, how much do you have to balance the no, the idea that, okay, there are more things we can review with also something that's been a point of emphasis, which is pace of play, and you guys have cut the game length down by four minutes the last few years.
2: Yeah, that's always a big part of it, too, and I guess I think that when you look at it, we've not, we've not visited the fact of giving coaches more... V- uh, you know, r- reviews. Um, it's staying there. And so maybe, you know, we even looked at the fact that if we broaden what, what the coaches can review, that maybe that even speeds the game up because they'll save some and not you know, not challenge as many as they have in the past. And so there's always unintended consequences that we try to figure out before a rule would go in or we try to broaden, the you know, the, the challenge what they can challenge. And so that's always the hard thing. And, and uh, But I think up to this point in time, like I said, you know, the, the, the competition committee has done a nice job in, in keeping the game where it is, and that's on top.
0: Looking at your team specifically, it was funny because when you obviously operate in our world, the Raiders are making a trade, uh, right, that is going through before the the league year starts and uh, guys are changing teams and other teams are being more aggressive early and people are freaking out to us. Why aren't the Broncos making any moves? Why aren't the Broncos making any moves? Then, of course, you sign Kareem Jackson. You sign Juwan James. Of course, you'd already had the framework of the Flacco deal in place, plus you you trade Case. Then you add Bryce Callahan. You bring back Jeff Hyrman and Zach Kerr. Now, as you take a step back, uh, you know, almost a week removed, or, or as it's now behind you, how do you feel about the way these offseason moves have gone, especially w- when Broncos pan- fans were
2: panicking? Why aren't they doing anything? <laughs> well, let me tell you this. The number one thing that we have to do is win football games, right? So, you know, obviously we haven't done that the last couple of years, which has been tough. And so, you know, obviously everybody's getting a little bit impatient. Bronco I get that because we're used to winning. And uh, so I'm as frustrated as everybody else but I you know the bottom line is we have to do what's best for the Broncos I think the first step with hiring Vic in the offseason has been very good as staff and what he did with the staff I think I'm real excited about you know and then one step at a time we got you know decide to go with Joe and traded and traded case and you know really feel good about where Joe is where he fits in the new system that we're going to put in and and then from there was just trying to get some defensive help We're thin in the secondary I feel really good about Bryce as well as Kareem what they're going to be able to do in the secondary gives Vic a lot of flexibility because because those guys can do a lot of different things. Bryce can play inside, he can also play outside. You got Krim can play safety as well as corner. Chris Harris can play outside, he can play inside. So, you know, Vic's got a lot of, you know, flexibility there, which is what we wanted to do. Offensive line with Jawan, we're able to, you know, solidify the right tackle position, feel like he's got a great career. He's still a young guy and, and gonna solidify that right tackle position for a long time. And then bringing back Hiram as well as Zach. So, you know, we feel really good about where we are and we'll continue to search and look at the waiver wire and see what's available so see where we can get better. And then, you know, first week, April, we'll get into the draft and, and uh, draft meetings and be ready for the draft at the end of the month. So, you know, it's an exciting time of year for us. And the fact that, uh, you know, we feel like we have a chance to get better, you know, and I feel like at this point in time, we have moved that direction and I still have a lot to prove. And the bottom line is it comes down, no matter what anybody says, we got to win football games. And so uh, everybody's going to have their opinion. I get it and uh, but bottom line is we got to win
1: one last question before you go you talk about winning football games even vic fangio said this morning to get the culture right it's as simple as winning games the moves that you've made so far how do you think they will make this team better and put in a position to contend for the AFC West
2: well I mean I you know I think when you had we added talented football players but also had good people and guys who you know care about football and want to win and and uh, you know it's it's not about money obviously that's an important part of it but guys that we feel like are great competitors that want to win football games so that's starting with the culture right there and the bottom line is too is to have guys in the culture that if things aren't going well, as well as you'd like them to go, that are able to pull it out of the nosedive. If you win, if you lose one or two in a row, you got to have the character to be able to pull it out that that nosedive. And I think these guys that we've with Joe Flacco pulling the trigger behind, I think they, you know they'll have a lot of confidence in him because of the history that he's had in this league and the success that he's had. He's won a world, won a world championship. So I think it uh, you know evolves around that position, and I think Joe will be that solidifying factor for us to where we can start moving ahead.
1: As always, appreciate your time, John. You got it. Let's move on to the new head coach, Vic Fangio.
2: Take it away, BK. All right, Coach, where I want to start is 30-plus years of coaching
0: in the NFL and obviously more in football, and now you're at the NFL annual meeting, which is a lot more about the meetings than the coaches. But how excited are you just to be a part of this process finally at this point in your career as a head coach?
3: Well, it'll be interesting to sit in there and be right there where it's all happening and see how these meetings function and how they come about these rule changes or other matters be also interesting to learn about the business side of football and things that are happening uh, outside the football field, you know, and become more informed on those things and what's upcoming for the next season with the hundredth anniversary
1: of the NFL. Speaking of rules changes, obviously instant replay is a topic of conversation Now that you're in the head coaching chair, how do you feel about the potential expansion of replay to maybe include being able to challenge pass interference calls?
3: Well, it'd be interesting. I haven't really read exactly what they're proposing, you know, whether it's just you can challenge PI if it's been called, or can you challenge it if it hasn't been called also, and can you challenge OPI versus DPI. So um, it'd be interesting to hear I don't think there's any perfect answer to all this stuff or people would have figured it out a long time ago. But um, ultimately, you know, we need to find a way to, you know, avoid the bad plays that happen in the New Orleans, to happen to New Orleans in the championship game this past season. And But not yet not overreact to it. So we'll see what they come up with.
0: Are there any rules... You would like to see change, or if you could propose a rule, or if you have the opportunity to propose a rule, is there something you would change to the game?
3: Yeah, there's a lot of things I would say, but it's them are simple things. Like, I'd like to see the uh, college and high school rule be adopted to where the once the guy with the ball is on the ground, the play's over. You know, because it in today's safety, I've seen a couple plays where guys have hit quarterbacks that have popped back up and they're getting flagged for that you know if you guys being in denver you can all remember the playoff play a few years ago where peyton manning fell in the pocket everybody doesn't want to touch him he gets up and throws a completed pass so i mean that's not major but that's one thing i would do um i'll leave the major stuff to the competition committee
1: well here you are now a couple months into your time in denver how is Denver treating you, and what do you think of the town and also the fans and how they've interacted with you so far?
3: Oh, all my interactions with them when I've been out there have been great. Um, haven't been out there a whole lot, um, but you can sense that the Broncos are important to the Denver community and also to the state of Colorado, and with that comes a, you know, a good feeling of responsibility to try and get this thing turned around from where it's been the last couple years to back to where it's used to being so hopefully we can get that done sooner rather than later
0: well when andrew started talking about you've only been here for a couple months i thought he was going to steal my question uh but he didn't uh as far as the football side of things how's it going Uh, i asked you in the press conference a couple weeks ago the relationship with john and then you're now just days away from having players in the building where you can start really coaching them up so how excited are you about that
3: very excited um you know, the game's all about the players, the team is all about the players, and we're finally going to be able to uh, have them in the building starting next week, and we're all excited, coaches are, to get them in the classroom and teach them what we're going to do, because that's the first step before you go on the field, everybody's got to know what to do, so, and we're excited to get to that, you know, we won't be on the field for until another few weeks, you know, for a little mini camp, and then, then
1: not back out on the field for a little bit after that, but we're fired up to have him come in one of the players who it's going to be taught is someone you know well of course bryce callahan from chicago for broncos fans who may not be familiar what kind of player are the broncos getting in this versatile young cornerback
3: well bryce is smart he's um an instinctive player versatile as you said could play nickel position or the corner position he's played a lot of football the last three or four years for us once we uh uh, took him off the practice squad and activated him and made him part of the roster. Uh, he was an undrafted free agent out of college. So it's a good story there. And um, we're excited to have him. Bryce, Bryce is a capable, very capable NFL player that a lot of people within the NFL circles know about. And we're happy to have him.
0: Broncos head coach Vic Fangio with us live in, well not live, live to tape here in Arizona. Uh, and you touched on Callahan, but now as you take a step back in the totality of the off season moves from acquiring Joe trading case, adding Juwan James plus Kareem plus Bryce, and then re-signing a couple other, uh, guys that were obviously here like Jeff hiram uh, when you take a step back, it's not your job to, to grade it, but how do you feel, uh, you guys are from where you were when you took the job?
3: Well, obviously with those guys that we have signed that you alluded to that weren't with the Broncos last year, you know, we've improved. And, um, And I don't think we've um, had major subtractions. So right now, you know, on paper, as you guys like to say, we, we we should be better
1: than we were when the Broncos season ended. I got this question asked of me on Twitter, and I thought it was pretty good, and I wanted to kind of ask you because you can answer it best. And it said, how does Vic Fangio get the most out of his players, more than execution, and how do you sell yourself as a coach to these guys? that's an intangible there
3: you know that's not a uh, black and white equation that has a finite answer to it every, you know your dealings with every player is different in and of itself uh you know de- dealings with a unit and dealings with a a whole unit meaning offense or defense and now the team so I think you just be uh, honest with the players be direct make it simple and show them examples of how it should be done and you can improve the player as a player, then everything else falls into place.
0: Coach, final thing I have for you, and I kind of want to take it back to where I started. Uh, I'm not really asking you to predict the future, but tomorrow they do an annual coaches'. Uh, basically like yearbook photo. Uh, What will that mean to you after all these years uh, as an assistant to be there where I know you had even said when you got hired you you weren't sure if you would have this opportunity, but to finally be there, recognized it as, you know, one of the 32 most coveted jobs in in all of sports?
3: I don't think it'll it'll mean more when we take that first team picture with Denver, you know, with the players and the assistant coaches. You know, that's the one that will mean more to me than – this one here that we're taking 32 competitors. I like it, I like a team photo, not a 32 competitor photos, but it'll be interesting to look at years from now once you pull it out of the drawer.
1: And last one from me, you've been around a lot of outstanding head coaches going all the way back to Jim Mora with the Stars and the Saints. So what have you learned along the way from these head coaches that now that you're, uh, you're the top dog, you're using in your job? <sighs>
3: You know, I, I'm not one to uh, copy guys. You know, I've, I've learned something from all of these guys. I've learned something from all the assistant coaches I've worked with over the years. Um, I just think you have to be yourself, and I think that's those guys that were successful and that I've worked with, they were themselves. So I don't believe that they <coughs> modeled themselves after anybody. Although the Harbaugh brothers... Um, definitely did copy some sayings from their father because I've heard them at both places. <laughs> but other than that, they were themselves.
0: Well, Coach, thanks so much for the time. You get to sneak away and play any golf. Denver weather hadn't been as cooperative as I we don't. think it normally is. You're gonna... I
3: did play yesterday, and uh, my game isn't ready
1: yet to take on John Elway, but I'll get it there. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I really like what Fangio said during that interview about having a responsibility to Broncos country, to Denver, and the state of Colorado to get this team back where it needs to be. A day after that conversation, Joe Ellis, team president and CEO, alluded to a 96 to 98% season ticket renewal rate as evidence of the loyalty of Broncos fans. That's an impressive number considering now the team has gone 11-21 and 21 over the last two years. There's still a lot of faith in the fan base that the Broncos can get this turned around. Certainly they hope to reward that faith in the 2019 season. I'm Andrew Mason for Brandon Cristal. I want to say thanks for joining us as we went horsing around. Talk to you next time.
0: This has been another edition of Horsin' Around with Broncos insider Andrew Mason. Check out Mace on DenverBroncos.com and weekday mornings at 10 with Steve Atwater and Ryan Edwards.
3: That's how we get it done! We'll see you next time on Horse Horsin' Around.